Welcome to Two 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 Paranormal Podcast with your host Jen and Joe. Welcome everybody to the show. Glad to have you back. It's been a good week. We've had a couple good shows, I think. Yeah. Uh, had Steve a couple weeks ago, and last week we did some news, and this week we have a great guest. Yeah, so we are interviewing a former officer of the law and recent author. His name is Asa Swift. He wrote a book called The Devil's Cabin, another one called In Dreams, and then he also has some short stories, all in the horror genre, which I know a lot of our listeners love to read horror. Um, We've seen a lot of you guys at the horror conventions, because sometimes Joe and I pop into those Mm -hmm. in and around town, Um, you know, so... Well, it's an interesting genre. It, you know, very much goes in and kind of weaves itself into the paranormal because we're always looking at things that are mysterious, spooky, scary, frightening, terrified. Like, you know, who didn't see, you know, Freddy Krueger and Nightmare (laughs) on Elm Street in the 80s, right? And was terrified to walk around your neighborhood. Um, But no, you know, Asa's, we met him at the Peri Unity Convention in Peru, Indiana, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, yeah. Joe and I um, were able to go down and, and we did present at the convention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's great because we get to meet new and exciting people and and be able to talk to them and, and see what they're up to and, and listen to their paranormal stories, which yeah. is amazing. And that's one thing. If you... Do know of anybody that is putting on a convention, or if you're putting on a convention yourself, and you would like us to come speak at it? We can be speaks. Yeah, <laughs> be a speak. We speak. No, we but speak. Uh, we do have some great topics that we can talk about. There are a few different ones, so uh, just let us know. But I really enjoy having Ace on today. We, like I said, we met him, and I talked to him at the convention, and he's a great guy. So let's get Asa on here. And with us today on the 222 Paranormal Podcast, we have a special guest with us today, author Asa Swift. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, Asa is the author of The Devil's Cabin and In Dreams, and as also of uh, some short stories in horror anthologies. I did say that right. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome, Asa. Really appreciate you being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about your journey into writing, specifically in this genre. What sparked that interest? What what started it, I guess, uh, well, my horror interest anyway, was uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s, I was watching the the soap opera Dark Shadows. And uh, I wasn't. I don't think I was watching the uh, when it was in black and white. But I think I started watching it when they they come out in color, and I was just fascinated by it, and never miss an episode. And then after that, and the little farm town that I lived in, Hartford City, Indiana, I went to the movie theater and saw a movie with uh, Roddy McDowell in it called The Legend of Hell House, mm-hmm. and the book is by Richard Matheson, and uh, I, that. You know, to this day, that movie is still relevant. I think the special mm-hmm. effects were, were of course, not CGI. They were actually done. Yeah, mm-hmm. could have actually gotten somebody hurt. And I guess that's what makes it so, so terrifying still to this day. And I was, I guess, I was twelve years old. In nineteen seventy-two, I've been twelve years old, and ever since then, I've I've loved horror movies. Um, 
I did also read, uh, of course, it's a lot different, uh, but Edgar Allan Poe's stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found them, you know, of course, they're very atmospheric and they're and they're short stories. They're not long. And so there was a perfect thing for uh, a young boy to to get hooked on, you know, because yeah. it wasn't too long. And, and I was just a kid. So it, the, the length of the stories were perfect. And and I was able to comprehend the, you know, the the, the sophisticated language, I guess. Mm -hmm. And interesting, were you an avid reader then? Or was that just because oh, yeah. it was so interesting? Yeah. Or yeah, I yeah, I love to read, especially back then. I just uh, and I and I would read uh, books about haunted houses, uh, true stories supposedly about various real haunted houses and things. I just you know, and that's that's what I uh, that's what fascinated me ever since then. Did you have any um, like legends or uh, supposed haunted houses in the, in the town that you lived in when you were a kid? Like, don't go to Old Man Joe's house. <laughs> You know, I you know, I used to ride my bike next to a, a a large gray stone house. I don't know whether it was like concrete blocks or whatever, mm -hmm. but it was a big gray house, and it, it seemed to me that it was in a mansion at the time. Of course, when you're little, everything seems bigger. Right. Than it really <laughs> is. Uh, but there was rumors about it, but nothing specific. Now I've been to the what, what they've called the mysterious Monroe house mm. oh, yeah, and the yeah. Blackford County jail, the old Blackford County jail in Hartford city and done investigations there. I've been there twice, but I never, I had never heard anything about uh, either place back in those days. And of course the jail at that time was still in use. Mm. So the, the, the uh, Oh, what is it? The, um, Oh, Evan is it Evans. I can't think of it now. Yeah. It's a, a old speakeasy okay. uh, in Hartford City. And it's uh, it's upstairs. You go up these stairs, and it, it's a, a long, large upstairs area of one of the old buildings. It's an errands. I'm not sure. But um, they're associated with also with Monroe House. They have the keys, and you can go to both places in Hartford City, and they're probably about two blocks apart. You know, great opportunity for hauntings and a speakeasy because it, you know the it was above the law, and yeah, you never know what happens in the places like that. Oh yes, yeah, a very old building too. Mm -hmm. Very old building. Was it the Irvin Campbell speakeasy? Was that? The I'm name? sorry, Irvin Campbell speakeasy. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, Irvin's. Yeah, yeah, we heard of that. Um, did you yeah. experience anything while you were there? No, uh, you can see my videos on uh, on uh, YouTube, but I didn't uh, I didn't experience anything uh, that I could like point to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got some uh, EMF results from a phone app, but I don't know uh, how legitimate that was because there was still some power in the building because uh, they mm -hmm. were fixing or repairing some things in there. Mm -hmm. But it would still go off, not being near any power source. So I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. We don't know how the spirits manipulate the devices we use. So with the phone yeah. being so, you know, powerful with the yeah. the readings or the EMF that the, I, sh I don't know if I should say EMF that the phone puts out, but as strong as those antennas are on the phones, it's almost like it makes it easier so, for the spirits to communicate. Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I uh, I've used a K two in a place mm-hmm. where did where didn't have power and got strong readings. Yeah. And uh, so I, I don't know how to explain that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it pegged it. it was just pegging it, and that was at the uh, Indiana State Sanatorium. Oh yeah. And um, I was with uh, Sky uh, Sky Bowerman of Sky's Catacomb on Facebook and YouTube, and. I, I just couldn't believe it. We were, the meter was pegged. Yeah. I think we were on the fourth floor where uh, Destination Fear had uh, that uh, result from, uh, with uh, thermal imaging oh, of the, uh, yeah. it was in room 409. Yeah. We stopped by 409 and uh, got results in there. So, and then that's, that's on my YouTube channel too as well. Yeah. I did check out some of your YouTube stuff, and it's actually really good. I watched the one with, where you were at the Bell Mansion a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. I love that place. We we went there. Well, okay, we we did meet you at the Periuni conference in mm-hmm. Peru, Indiana, like two weeks before that. We were at the Bell Mansion, and we didn't even know really much about it. I just thought it was a mansion, you know, just an old home. Yeah. And we get there, and for one, uh, Angie, the girl who runs it, we, I walk in, and she's like, hi. I'm like, wait a minute. I know you. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, you know. And, uh, but she's walking us around, and she's like, and here's the embalming room. I'm like, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. What? You know this used to be a funeral home. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't. I we just were th- so surprised. We did not know anything about it till we got there. I was surprised that it had been a funeral home for so long. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I thought that I thought it had been a home more than it had been a funeral home. And the number of decedents that went through that place was mm-hmm. incredible. Like, yeah, almost a million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can so you imagine what nine? Not was it ninety-three years as a funeral? How many? How many bodies? How many souls mm-hmm. passed through there? And yeah. how many are still there? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so interesting. It's it's a really interesting place. Um, you know, I I, I think Indiana has a ton mm-hmm. of activity. You know, you know, yeah. Ohio and Indiana for some reason are just like the heart of it all, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Indiana means land of the Indians, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so uh, and especially around here along uh, along the White River, along the rivers, uh, and and down the Ohio rivers, the southern Indiana seems to have an awful lot of uh, uh, places where. People claim spiritual activity, and I've been meaning to get down to some of those places and check them out. Yeah, it's you know it's tough because there's so many places that you want to go to, and I'm like, oh, even yeah. with us, we're like every weekend we're like, where can we go? Where can we go? And we're like, uh-huh. well, we have a convention, so we can't go right. that week. Or, or you may be writing your books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, my middle my middle son is my uh, cameraman, and we do the oh, same thing. Cool. We try to figure out. Uh, where can we go next? And uh, in fact, uh, my next video, it'll be uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. is uh, at the uh, Asher G. Walton House in Atlanta, Indiana. Oh, tell us about and, that place. Yeah, yeah if you, it's, it's just right around the corner from the Rhodes Hotel. Okay. And uh, if you go, if you go on YouTube and look at, uh, uh, videos regarding the Asher G. Walton mansion, 
uh, there is some, uh, they have some amazing footage in there of, uh, of a door opening by itself, the back door of the home. There's a, um, a screen door that's locked, but it's glass. Okay. And it was, it was, it was bolted shut, but the inside door opened and it's on camera oh, wow. by itself. And it opened so violently that it cracked the uh, stained glass window that's in it and wow. busted the hinge. So now they have a barred shut uh-huh. with a new lot, new locks on it so that it can't open. Uh, but there's a mirror in the kitchen opposite the door. And you can see the reflection in the mirror of the door slamming open. Oh, really? That yeah. would have to and take a was, lot you know, of energy. The place was, yeah, the place was deserted. Hmm. And uh, in fact, uh, during the tour, the uh, the host paranormaldares.com, uh, he he showed us uh, in the kitchen also um, these cabinets that were had glass panes in them, and uh, some of those opened so violently. There was a couple of them that opened so violently that they broke the panes. So, do they have poltergeist activity in there? Is that the claim? Yeah, in fact. In fact, on the uh, thumbnail, that's what I mentioned. Oh. Uh, poltergeist and uh, voices of the dead. They hear, they've heard, and it's been recorded arguments hmm. between spirits, a man and a woman. Wow. Man, and I don't, I don't think you can, from what I understand, I don't think you can, it's, it's always so typical. You, you don't under, you can't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You're pretty sure it's English, but mm-hmm. you still, you just can't quite make it out. Yeah. But you can always, but you could tell somebody's arguing or if they're having a discussion or something like that. And uh, that's what this is. And you can hear it. You know, it kind of makes you and, wonder if that's how they hear us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've wondered that kind of like the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that, <laughs> or they think we're the ghosts, and we th- we know they are. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wondered that myself. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen so many different experiment or experiments where people have done different things, like used uh, Google Translate stuff like that to you know. Mm-hmm. And I've actually seen people that take whiteboards and write on the whiteboards. And they say, you know, instead of saying something out loud, they're like, do you see this on the whiteboard? What does it say? And I've seen responses. So, you know, we never know how they actually see us or hear us because when we hear them, it's like it's always either broken up. It's never, you know, you never hear a question or ask a question and you hear, my name's Joe. I lived in the house. You just hear like Joe or different, you know, bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Well, when people ask me, do you believe in ghosts? And I, I always say, no, I know yeah. there are ghosts because I can't deny what I saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there's a, if you look on YouTube again, there's a video that's called My Police Ghost Story. And uh, I didn't, I guess I didn't mention this. I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a retired uh, reserve uh, IPD, IMPD patrolman after 30 years and but when i was when, when it was still ipd before they merged the sheriff's department road patrol with with ipd and made it impd international police department um i was downtown on day shift patrolling and i was going to go to the roll call 
that used to be on West 9th Street. And um, it's it's blocked by Meridian Street on, on the, to the east and Illinois Street on the west. And Illinois Street's one way north. So I'm going, I just need to go to the bathroom and roll call. Yeah. And uh, I go in, take care of my business, come back out. My car is parked towards Illinois Street. I want to go back downtown. And so I back, I back my patrol car in between the alley, and then I was going to pull back out and then go down, back downtown on Meridian Street. And um, as I'm backing into the alley, I see this woman, late 20s, early 30s, long, shoulder length, straight blonde hair, and uh, she's got little white gloves on. She's got a little bitty purse, and she's got. Uh, a very light pink, like spring or summer dress on, but it goes around about her knees. And I, at first I didn't think anything about the way she was dressed. And uh, she had kind of a little smile on her face and she's looking literally smack dab in the middle of the alley. And uh, she's probably about no more than 10 feet behind the back of my police car. Mm -hmm. And uh, we lock eyes in the mirror and I was going to turn around she was very she was quite attractive and i was going to turn around and say don't worry i i saw you <laughs> and she was gone oh. i i stopped wow. the car in the middle of the street and i literally had to jump out the probably they only saw me thought i was going nuts <laughs> and i'm looking around i'm looking for a billboard i'm looking for a poster i'm looking for doors i'm looking for people there's no one around there's no billboards no doors no nothing Mm -hmm. And yet I can describe this person. She looked as real as anybody else. Yeah. And I got to thinking, this is broad daylight outside. This wow. isn't at night in mm -hmm. some haunted building or, you know, mm -hmm. it's broad daylight. And uh, I got to thinking, there's a church and it's still there at Marion and the next block down. The back half of the church, you could tell it had been added on because it's, there's a a separation mm -hmm. where the two buildings they, they matched the uh outward appearance of the place but you could tell it was an addition they were tearing the back half of that church down to build an apartment building and that morning i remember going into roll call coming down the alley and seeing workman's lights hanging up inside there had the place all lit up but the place was gutted i mean you could see steel beams in there mm -hmm. so they were they were tearing it down and the only thing i can think of is perhaps them changing the thing moving it and, mm -hmm. and disturbing it you know they sort of remodeling kind of stirs things up well maybe this was the same thing she was coming from church because if you think about it that style of clothing was something that people wore in the 50s and 60s and maybe even early 70s and that's how women went to church yeah when i was a kid they wore gloves uh, which is yeah you wore know. gloves you're mm -hmm. in the winter time you wore long gloves mm -hmm. you know literally go further up your, your sleeve and in the summertime you wore little gloves that would just go to your to your wrist and you had a, you had a little purse a lot of women had the little hats or whatever she didn't have a hat on but uh the dress down to her knees and i got to i got to thinking between the turned down the back of that church and the way she was dressed and the era of the clothing, I, I couldn't come to any 
of the conclusion. Yeah. Because you can't disappear unless the second. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've heard so many stories like that. I, I actually had an encounter one time in a factory that I worked and at. That's the first and only time that I wrote that. Yeah. That happened to me. Yeah. Did you ever do research to find out if anybody matching that description had passed away? Uh, well, well I, I did ask around. I mm-hmm. did ask around, and I mentioned the story to, to, to people, to other officers, and they told me about a, a, a female spirit supposedly had been seen downtown, but what they were describing was something from the 1800s, oh. and that definitely was not the case yeah. with this person. My only guess was that you know perhaps she had a funeral there, Mm-hmm. She passed away. She had her funeral was there, and she just stayed there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah or that was her favorite thing to, or to go to church. Yeah, because it was her escape. To, yeah, you never know. Yeah, she, whatever it was. I mean, she was in a good mood. So, <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, it, it wasn't. It it wasn't a, a sad thing. It was just shocking when I'm expecting to talk to this person, and I literally turn my head and they're yeah. gone. And, you know, being trained as, as an officer, you know, you, you understand human behavior and are trained to look for the details, um, be observant of what's around. But I haven't, can I ask you a question about, you know, being an officer, do they ever give you any training on talking about anything in regards to like the paranormal or seeing something odd or strange? The, the only thing that uh, they do they do teach us about is uh, the occult with, uh, oh. you know, uh, devil worshipers mm-hmm. or things like that, symbols they use and or practices or, you know, whatever. But I, in fact, I have, a, I have a book up here somewhere in my little library about that stuff that they handed out. But that's practitioners of the occult. Mm. Uh, various types yeah. uh they do train us about that and they do and some departments have special officers who that's what they do mm-hmm. but as far as uh, any kind of uh afterlife kind of issues no uh now there are if you're as a, a haunted video fanatic like i am there are plenty of police and fire department ems stories about uh, paranormal in fact you know they've had the haunted hospitals mm-hmm. uh paranormal 911 show uh so there's plenty of, there's plenty of those stories out there and and i had a friend on the department who had his own so they're out there yeah yeah it's, it's just interesting because you know as times evolved and and the paranormal is becoming a little bit more accepted by the mainstream you would oh, yeah. wonder if you know, there would be a case where, I mean, just saying, I'm just throwing this out there. What if somebody mm-hmm. hit a Bigfoot with their truck? You know, what's yeah. what's the regulation for that? You know, like, what's yeah. the procedure? <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. I'm not saying that. No, I understand. Yeah. You know, like, what if you walk into a house and you hear somebody screaming, there's nobody in the house? You know, it's like, uh-huh. do you chalk it yeah. up to paranormal oh, well. or... <laughs> Again, I go back to the Asher G. Walton House. The Hamilton County Sheriff's Department has um, has a file on the place. And in fact, they quit. They would see people, neighbors would see people walking in there and lights and stuff like that. 
and sheriff's deputies would be dispatched there. They got to the point where they just said, we're not going to go in anymore because we know nobody's in there. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But cool. But yeah, the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department, and uh, which they cover Atlanta, Indiana, has got their own specific file on that place. Did you ever get called out to activity in graveyards, like to shoot people out of graveyards or anything around no, cemeteries? Um, the, the big one here, which is uh, Crown Hill, was uh, off my district. Mm. That's the the graveyard where the cemetery where uh, Dillinger's buried and other famous people. Oh, okay. Or infamous in that case. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned him because I just, on my facebook page posted a picture of my grandpa he was on the um toledo police department he chased john dillinger when he came through toledo (laughs) it's it's so funny because then we went to the bell mansion where dillinger's you know cohort was famously Uh you know hit they hit his body when he was uh shot well he definitely got around right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, he's been to Crown Point. Uh, it's like he's six been degrees to, uh, of John one, Dillinger. A couple other places that I've been the 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 old Gaslight Inn, mm. which is an old tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's long closed now. Um, did a video on that. You know, the uh, the Slippery Noodle Inn, Indiana's oldest continuously operating tavern. That's a place where uh, he also hang out along with some other. Uh, scoundrels of that era <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing to be a fly on the wall in those times just to see how they operated and oh yeah you know their game and, fact, and their you know how smooth uh-huh. they were well, you mentioned the wall there's a wall in there where bullets are still embedded mm-hmm. into the brick wow and uh shotgun blasts you could see where pellets had hit the hit the bricks and uh blasted away you know particles of the mm-hmm. bricks and the mortar uh but on the video you'll you you can see one bullet that's that's really embedded itself in one of the bricks wow, it looks like it'd be about 38 caliber bullet but Dang. i guess there were others and <laughs> uh patrons uh had since dug them out of the wall oh geez oh man yeah you have to spoil it for the yeah. rest of us who would love to see stuff like exactly that. yeah <sighs> people don't <laughs> ruined paranormal <laughs> yeah, places for yeah, us this is this is indy's little gym don't mess it up yeah right? you're gonna get double haunted when you do <laughs> stuff like that yeah. <laughs> do you know who fired that bullet i'd put it back if i were you yeah right? yeah i'll be sleeping with one eye open uh-huh it used to be a brothel in fact i went they t- they, they'll do tours of it and uh I went upstairs and, and there are all these just little rooms that are, you know, for, you know, mm-hmm. nefarious 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. 10, 15 and, minute, um, what was I going to call them? Of a certain <laughs> kind of activity. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny to say and my mind went playing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you That'll have any, you too. Yeah. <laughs> did you have any activity or sense anything up there? No, I didn't. Uh, this was this was during the day, oh. and uh, we had made arrangements to meet with uh, the manager uh, there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, it was, you know, it's a busy, busy time. There's lots of people in there. In fact, we we had uh, lunch there afterwards. 
but it was it was it's it's a fascinating and interesting tour. And that's what's great about the stuff that we do with the paranormal. We it gets us into places that a lot of people can't go. And it's it's I mean, the big thing is the history too. You know, everybody talks about the paranormal things, but the history itself oh, yeah. is so amazing. Oh, I love history. Mm-hmm. I love history. And when I first started doing this with the YouTube channel, I wanted to show these haunted places during the daytime. Yeah. Because what can you see on infrared video, whether it's a whether it's a light amplification video in green or infrared video in black and white? You you can't see details. You can't see colors. You can't see depth. And so I wanted to show these places in color mm-hmm. during the day where you could see all that's, you know, everything that's, that's there. Yeah. Uh, because ghosts, they don't care whether it's a daytime no. or nighttime. It doesn't right. matter. No. And that's what everybody, you know, a lot of people say that, well, you guys only ghost hunt during the night. Well, no, it happens all the time. Yeah. But it's just easier to see the shadows at night though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the and it's more fun. Cities. We all put our black T-shirts on. That's and right. Our, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's creepier. Yeah. Right. You know, it's more fun. And especially <laughs> when you got a, a group of people together, it's just a little more fun. But, I mean, you've proven that spirits can be seen during the day because you saw one. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was shocked because at that time I had thought to myself, well, you know, everybody knows that ghosts are seen in haunted buildings inside mm-hmm. at night. And the last thing that I thought of at that time was that I would see that I would see any ghost prairie, but I would see somebody that looked flesh and blood mm-hmm. outside in broad daylight. Yeah. I just couldn't fathom it. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. I was I was in denial there. I just I just knew that that Maybe I had a brain aneurysm or something, and I saw a billboard or something, yeah. but uh, there was just, there was no way to debunk it. I tried. Have you ever been back to that location? Maybe you tried to um, oh, yeah. contact her? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, if, if you watch uh, My Police Ghost Story, that's what I do, is I literally go back and and kind of and reenact what, what I did, what happened. Right. Now, do these experiences... Um become you know the basis for your books or or are you just creating the stories and characters just in general yeah i just those the the devil's cabin has got a little bit of my childhood in it mixed up uh, as far as uh friends go um and the pictures in my in my head that uh, I remember from childhood because those places don't look like they used to anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes I'll have a dream or a nightmare and I will hurry up, write it down Mm -hmm. or I'll record it on my phone Mm -hmm. and use that for an incident in the story or whatever. But no, I make them up. I make the whole thing up just in my imagination mm-hmm. active imagination <laughs> yeah 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 definitely uh, t- tell me a little bit about your process of writing i mean are are you one who just like is disciplined and write every single day or is it just when the thoughts and the story and I'm the characters i'm definitely not disciplined i'm definitely not <laughs> disciplined uh i have i have uh, uh 
bursts of of writing mm-hmm. and then other times i'm i try to think about uh scenarios i i go through what ifs what if i'm here and and i do this mm-hmm. and that happens um it's kind of like uh what you're taught to do as a police officer, you as you're patrolling your beat, mm-hmm. you look at stores, uh, stop and robs, gas stations, all that stuff, and you th- you try to imagine what would I do if somebody uh, robs this place at this time of day, you know, uh, or you know, what do I do if there's a uh, I go to this this VP and I'm in the bathroom and somebody comes in to rob the place while I'm in there. What do I do? Things like that. That's what we're trained to do mm-hmm. to be prepared for the worst. And so I, I kind of use that same method to think about horrible, horrible, terrifying <laughs> things uh, to write about. Yeah. To put your characters through. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I, uh, let's say, uh, you know, you can even freak yourself out doing this. You know, you're, you get up in the middle of the night and uh, you got to use the bathroom. What would what would you do if all of a sudden you felt this cold breeze up your back, the door slams on you and you can't open it and you hear a, a voice, you know, and you're just yeah. trying to go to the bathroom. What what would happen? What would you do? That would be a terrifying, yeah, that would sure. be a terrifying experience. So well, that's the kind of thing I use. Yeah. I can't say that that hasn't happened because I have got up and felt cold breeze behind me. <laughs> Door didn't slam, uh, but um, no, it's, you know, the process of writing is amazing because you can put your characters through so much and in oh, that yeah. arc. You, and I do. <laughs> and, you know, see the, be able to create the change for them and, and change maybe, you know, their thinking or their, their, their psyche. Mm-hmm. I love dialogue. Like when I write, I love writing dialogue. That's my favorite thing is like interactions uh, too. between two characters or sometimes their inner monologue. Yeah. And, uh, you know, have you ever, have you ever written or read the book by Stephen King on writing? Like his, he wrote yes, a book. I, I have read that book. Yes. That I enjoyed really, it. Yeah. really helped my, yeah. my writing and made me think different yeah. about how, how to um test your characters yeah you know well and you know what you know depending upon the character you want the you want the reader to care about them Mm -hmm. if they don't care about them they're not going to relate to them and if they can't relate to them uh they're not going to be immersed in the story sure they're not going to want to find out what happens next you know and oh god i hope i hope they're not killed you know right (laughs) Uh, and if they are killed you, you you want them to to care about that you know if they don't then they don't care about the story right and they're not going to read it yeah but it you know it's it's a great process though like writing because it's like mm-hmm. almost like giving birth to a child you're like you you cook it and you develop it and you put it out there and yeah. people are going to judge it you know <laughs> or buy it yeah I mean, I, um, <laughs> it embarrasses me but i know it's not wrong but sometimes I write something that brings tears to my eyes. And, uh, and I was on Facebook one day and I said, you know, what the hell's wrong with me? Am I just <laughs> silly or what? And somebody responded back, 
there's no tears in the writer. There's none in the reader. Yeah, right. exactly. Because you're so yeah. immersed in your thoughts and, yeah. uh, and yeah. your creations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, believe me, I and, cried uh, my eyes out when I killed one of my characters off. I mm, mourned yeah. for the loss of this character. Uh-huh. But he came back because uh-huh. he was a vampire. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but no, you know, you know, you these characters are almost like. Um, well, like you said, you were giving birth to them. Well, yeah, the, the, yeah, like you develop them. They're with you throughout the day because sometimes, like, I know my characters would talk to me, like you know, and that that was a way that I could translate their thoughts and feelings onto the paper. You know, it's almost like we had well, conversations. You, you know, the old saw, Jill, your darlings. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Uh, and I, <laughs> I believe it, but I also try to avoid it yeah. <laughs> when I can. But sometimes there's, and literally, I mean, sometimes the story writes itself sure. and there's just no other way. Right. You know? Yeah. There's just no other way. You know that, that has to happen. You know. And sometimes you and, surprise yourself with what you come up with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're exactly. like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I would go to my wife and I'd say, you know, I, I've got this this person. They're doing this and that, and uh, they're in this situation, and I can't see any other way out of it, other than, other than they have to die because if they don't. <laughs> the rest of the story doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Or what I've written so far doesn't make sense. And I'm definitely not getting rid of that. You know? yeah. And so sometimes it's inevitable. Yeah. And it's hard too, because I have a hard time of like, where do I stop the book at? Cause I want that story to continue. I'm like, well, you have to, yeah. you have to have an ending at some point. You can always make a, you know, a volume two or part two or whatever. But that's yeah. the hard part. It's like there's so much, you know, with my just want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like creepy endings. Yeah. And uh, where it's not really an ending. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, you know, a new beginning. Uh, you know, I want I wonder I wonder, you know, mm-hmm. it, is it over or is it not? Mm-hmm. You know, and then. That's just like I've life. Recently, written a, sh- a short story uh, where the ending is is very sweet and uh, sentimental. So, oh, you're gonna uh, send that into Hallmark Channel? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it made my publisher cry, so I figured it. <laughs> no, it's great though. If anybody wanted to uh, check out your books, where would they go to? They can go to aceofswift.com and they can learn uh, the stories about my books. Um, they can also go to uh, amazon.com. Now, if they go right. to my, my website, aceofswift.com, they can click on the links that I have there. and It'll take you right to the Amazon page. Oh, wonderful. And you can buy the book or review it or whatever. Uh, or you can just go to amazon.com mm-hmm. and type in Ace of Swift and those books will come up. And uh, like I said, right now there's the three anthologies in the two novels that I have on there. And I'm just, I will let people know when the other books, uh, when my publisher is ready to release the other books, the other novels. Mm-hmm. Now notice that I know we mentioned YouTube and then I have watched some of your YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. 
what are some of the places that you really enjoy going as in, I know you do the cemeteries and stuff like that. And like I said, I mentioned the bell mansion one, which was during the day, like a visit. And, um, but as a YouTuber, what are some of the, the places you enjoy going the most? I think, uh, I think I've yet to, I, I like places like I like places like uh, that have a lot of history to them, like mm-hmm. like the Slippery Noodle Inn, which used to be known as Tremont House. Yeah, uh, back in the day, and uh, because there's all so much history, there was bootlegging going on, all kind of stuff, uh, brothels, gangster stuff. There was uh, murders that happened there. I was stood right where a murder occurred on th- at the bottom of the stairway, and the stories behind them. Uh, and then places like uh, the Asher Walton House that you will be able to see tomorrow after 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, because there's so much history there. And especially these old mansions, like uh, I've been, you know, I've done the Hannah House thing, uh, the uh, paranormal day at Hannah House. Uh, because there's so much history. That, like I said, that house was built in 1858. It used to be a, a place where uh, Mr. Hannah kept escaped slaves down in the basement until they could, you know, escape and go, go up north, usually Canada, uh, by night. And, uh, and the stories behind the, the deaths of the slaves uh, who knocked over an oil lantern and caught the straw on fire, and a lot of them died smoke inhalation or fire. And then the story of, of, of uh, smelling rotting flesh in one of the rooms where uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Hannah supposedly had a uh, stillborn childbirth, and you could see their graves out of Crown Hill, as a matter of fact. Hmm. So those 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 places with a lot of long history behind them are what fascinates me the most because I I imagine what their lives were like mm-hmm. compared to what we have nowadays. Yeah, and, and being paranormal investigators, that, we that they had to do. Yeah. And being paranormal I mean, investigators, we, what's that? I'm what sorry. it took to survive. Oh, yeah. Their lives are just so different. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but like I was going to say, is being paranormal investigators, I like the fact that you mentioned that their grave sites are there because we go to these locations and we, you know, do ghost hunts or paranormal investigations and we try to talk to these people or these spirits. We get communication with them, and then we can go to the cemeteries and actually see that they were real people. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. That's what I did with Astro G. Walton House. Yeah. Uh, and if you go there, uh, the, the place is just beautiful. The Like the Bell Mansion, there's some very ornate woodworking in there, and you can just tell, you know, this this guy had money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and in fact, he did. He, he, he had us kind of his own little fiefdom there in uh, in Atlanta, Indiana. Uh, but yeah, you can go to the Arcadia Cemetery, which is just down the road from it, and see all their graves. Mm-hmm. And you hear the stories behind those people. Yeah. We find a lot of the history in the cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the place to go. You know, every time mm-hmm. we go to a different location, you know, for our conventions or that, we always end up in the cemetery. For some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, when I, when I do go to these places, I try to let them know if they're listening that I appreciate 
their lives and 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 how they lived and and tell them you know there's no way I could imagine how hard their lives were compared to compared to now mm-hmm. and, and thank them yeah and that's the thing you always get you got to treat them with respect yeah they're people yeah right i always said you know yeah. treat them as if they're in front of you cuz they are yeah you know cuz you yeah. never know and trust me if you treat them with disrespect they're a little bit stronger than we are so <laughs> they, they yeah yeah, well, it's, it's it's still the golden rule: treat mm-hmm. others as you'd have, have them treat you. you know, yeah, I, I, there's no reason to change. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this provoking and stuff. You know, that's just I won't do it. Yeah, yeah, we don't either. Uh, it's just it's asking for trouble. It is because yeah. you know yeah. I know that the dark side of the paranormal is not as not as big as people think. People think that you know it's it's all the D words and all you know and but it's not. Yeah. But no. They have to remember that spirits act like they did when they were alive. If they're a rude yeah. person in life, and you go in there and you provoke them in that, they're going to be rude back. Yeah. Or if yeah. the opposite of that, if they're nice, if they're nice and timid, and you provoke them, you're not going to get a response because they're not going to want to talk to you. You mm-hmm. know, you, you talk to them as if they're right in front of you because they are. You know, I've had so yeah. much success. It all depends on location and all that. And I've had so much success treating, like, we talk about children's spirits and stuff like that. When you go into a room, you don't stand up and say, talk into this light or, talk, you know, make this light move or that. They don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You, you'd say, hey, you want to play yeah. a game? I actually sit on the floor when I do my investigations with kids because that's how you communicate with kids, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, they're from another time. You, 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 you probably. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Of course, we can't know. But if you're going to have them interact with some kind of device that you have, you need to explain it to them. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and what it is that you would like them to do if they're willing to do it. Yeah. But you have to explain what it is that it won't hurt them or anything else. It's nothing dangerous. Yeah. Uh, because they've never seen anything like that before. They couldn't even imagine anything like what we have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things we, because we, we say that too, is, you know, it won't hurt you because we're trying to talk to spirits that the only light that they had were candlelight. And you don't touch a candlelight, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> if they're going to look at these red flashing lights and go, whoa, my gosh, what the heck mm-hmm. is that? And to them, we could be the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're scary to them. Yeah. You don't know, you know, you don't know are. what their perspective is. We mm-hmm. won't know until it's our time. Till we join them, yeah. Yeah. Which hopefully is a long, long, long time <laughs> from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had during your recording the videos and that anything happen to like your equipment where you hear EVPs in the background or stuff like that while I, you're recording i got something on a on a app um it's 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 what is it called? it's called uh it's like a it's like a television screen and it's um uh, it's um uh, noise okay just white noise yeah and uh it's kind of like uh, i don't know like like you would hear on a radio uh but it's white noise yeah uh, when you hear on an sb7 or something mm-hmm. and uh i heard it i was down in the uh basement of uh one of the buildings that's that's still left from Central State 
hospital and i got a little i got a growl on uh, this thing and it's a it's a it's a food warehouse so i don't know what the story is on <laughs> somebody's that. stomach growling <laughs> yeah it's an old it's an old food warehouse that's one of the very few buildings that's left on the old central state uh insane asylum uh-huh. uh property here in indianapolis um but other than that if i got anything i don't know about it yet and nobody's pointed it out yeah, yeah. It it may come, you know, a lot of times spirits are attracted to the electronic equipment. And if you're out there, you know, yeah. telling their story well, or something, they may I think a lot out. of people don't, a lot of people don't realize it is, it's pretty damn rare. Uh, and this is, it's, it's not like when you, you some of these TV shows you see uh, where, you know, every episode has like three or four different things happening mm-hmm. today. That's, that's not re- yeah. reality. Right. But it's, it's makes for good TV. And that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, people don't realize that some of these TV shows actually are on set for months. And they'll, uh-huh. I know that the big one, um, they leave and they'll come back months later and as if it was still continuing on. I mean, they put, yeah. if you, this is a, a trick that some people don't realize is if you, you're watching a show. And you look at the windows, and the windows have a blue tint to them, and they don't really look like it's nighttime, but there's a blue tint. That's during the day, and they're just acting like it's night because, yeah, you know, they have to get that <laughs> activity to keep the show going and keep yeah. keep oh, you yeah. interested. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just people need to understand that a, a 45 minute show takes months to make sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. then again, you'll go into a location sometimes, and like you said with your the um, K two meter, all of a sudden you're getting activity that you can't explain, and it's like, you know, balls of the wall. It's you know activity everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I only had one more story, and that is, um, well, I've got a, I guess I've got a couple. Um, my. Uh, my grandmother passed away. I was like, it was 2012. Was it 2012? Something. I think, it's, I think that's what it was. It might have been earlier than that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm walking about the house, and I see her picture up on my headboard, and it's uh, and I, I I'm just doing chores around the house. I pick it up, I kiss the picture, and I say, I miss you, Grandma. I love you. Mm-hmm. And I set it back down. And I go about my business throughout the day. At 3:15 in the morning, that that night, that next morning, uh, I was woken up out of a sound sleep uh, with a with a kiss on my lips. I wasn't I wasn't dreaming or anything. I was just out, completely out. Mm-hmm. And I felt somebody kiss me on the lips, and it was warm. Mm-hmm. And um, immediately, I, I was shocked. I, I mean, I woke up instantly, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, how I knew it, I don't know. But immediately, I knew it was my my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the weirdest thing. Normally, I I I would have forgotten about it, and because I totally dismissed the fact that I kissed her picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it woke me up out of a sound sleep. So wow. I truly believe it was her. Yeah. Like a visitation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other, there's been some weird things that happen around my house, but not just 
things you can't really, it's not really scary. Um, it's not even really shocking. It's just kind of unusual. Mm -hmm. But um, I was working a, a parade down, I think it might have been the 500 parade, the Naps 500 parade. And I was, uh, it was Michigan and uh, Michigan and Meridian Street. And there's a war memorial there, which is another haunted place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's got all kinds of uh, weapons in there uh, from the Revolutionary War on up to today, the original weapons, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm in the bathroom and uh, I noticed that uh, they had changed the, the faucets in the bathroom there. They used to be the old solid brass faucets and i noticed that they they replaced them with all new kind they look like old ones but mm -hmm. they were they were they're brand new cartridge type and i'm washing my hands shut it off i go over to the blower and blow dry my hands and all of a sudden i hear this sound behind me i hear this sound i turn around and look shut the blower off and the water's on full blast running again. Wow. And, and I, again, I'm on duty. And uh, I just turn around, I look around, and I say, very funny, guys, and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. I'm sure somebody, you know, some some soldier, sailor, whatever, yeah. is is roaming around that place and thought, hey, look at this cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's trick him you know let's do, let's scare him you know yeah pranksters uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah how do you debunk that yeah right? you can't you debunk that you can't you know it's huntings are, you know, are not always scary you wash your hands you shut the false off and boom and it's back on again mm -hmm. they're new faucets yeah you were playing the practical joke so, on you, you know, yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what that's that's what i just chalked it up to yeah yeah i mean it's when we see stuff happen, it freaks us out. And I mean, not to the point where we're yeah. screaming and running out of the room, but it freaks us out like, Oh, no. what the heck? But then you think, wait a minute, they're messing with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think probably the stuff that happens around here is maybe my mother-in-law or mm -hmm. a grandparent or whatever. And uh, one day my, my wife and I are in the kitchen. We're, we're standing literally right next to the pantry door and it's, it's a jar. And we're talking to each other, literally right in front of his pantry door. And I'm looking at her talking, and she's looking directly at the pantry door. And you hear this ka-chunk. And I looked at her, and I said, what the hell was that? And she goes, the pantry door just shut. <gasps> we're standing right next to him. Yeah. Cool. I try, So I had her back up, um, and I well, she's in a power chair. She's disabled. Okay. Um, and I swing that, that the, the pantry door. And it won't shut. And I, I swing it several times trying to get it to shut, you know, which that didn't happen. But, you know, you got to do something. It, the only shut, it, you, you know, if you swing it really hard, it still won't shut. Take it and push it closed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, I couldn't debunk it. Yeah. But it's, it's nothing terrifying. No. But. Our loved ones yeah. are always around us. How many times you gotta gotta have things like that happen to you before you finally say, you know, yeah, that you believe <laughs> it's, right? it's real. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Lisa, we loved having <laughs> I can't you on. Deny it, you know? Yeah, we loved having you on. This is really fun. 
unfortunately coming to the end of the hour um we could carry on this conversation forever yeah. i, I oh, just yeah. enjoy talking yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was really nice meeting you at the convention too yeah. that was so much fun yeah likewise and, likewise guys um i enjoyed your your uh your your uh your talk there. Oh, thank you. Our thrown together talk. <laughs> that was yeah. our. It was good. Yeah, you know, once you get going, it's it flows. Yeah. But, but uh, no, we appreciate you sharing all your stories with us because our our listeners love to hear real encounters mm-hmm. with spirits of people who are out, um, you know, doing the uh, the field work, mm-hmm. as we would say. Yeah, and I encourage everybody that's listening to. Get up on YouTube, check out Asa's page. Uh, we will leave a link in the description. We'll also leave a link in the description to his websites. I encourage you to find those books. Go up on Amazon. Go up and, you know, click on the link in the description. Buy the books because I had a chance to just skim through them. Unfortunately, I didn't buy one of them, um, but I had a chance to skim through them. And in doing my research on you, it's it's great. It, you've got some really good stuff out there. And um, like well, I said, we'll have thank the links you. in the description. And we want to thank you for coming the, on. Uh, the channel is uh, Ace of Swift's Haunted Places. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. And we wish you all the best in the future. And we hope to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, soon. definitely. And the same to you folks. Thank you very much. All right. All right goodbye. Bye bye. Well, it was really great having Ace on the yeah, show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. I love um, hearing a lot of the true life tales from law enforcement because mm-hmm. we do have a lot of law enforcement in our in our family and a lot of times they won't talk about those type of stories that's it you know lots of times they're worried about getting the repercussions of mm-hmm. telling like ufo stuff or stuff like that yeah. and, and the thing is they're the ones that are putting themselves out there where the danger is mm-hmm. they're going you know putting their lives on their lines for our freedom you know and seeing the weird stuff seeing the oddball things that we can't explain or you know, like he mentioned in the interview about seeing that girl. And I know exactly what he means because that was one of my first things that I've ever seen was uh, I was in the factory mm-hmm. driving the forklift and saw a girl standing on the conveyor that you can't stand on. Right. That's and crazy. when he was describing that, I was it was like, wait a minute, that was almost the same way I described that girl. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe you guys have some kind of shared paranormal experience. In I different- don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You never know. You never Anything's know. possible. It's very paranormal. paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no. But yeah, I really enjoyed talking to Ace. I know we did have some technical difficulties, so we had to talk with him through Facebook Messenger yeah. phone call thing because uh, we just I I don't have the right equipment with me. Yeah. Because when we're but we, it all worked out. It sounded good. Yeah. It. Uh, we were getting really bad feedback when I tried to use the other system. So. But, yeah, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, I know I pride myself on trying to make the sound really good because as a listener, you don't want to hear the screeches and the sound, you know. But it turned out really good with Asa. And the thing was the content was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Good to catch up and, you know, looking forward to hearing some more of his paranormal stories Mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah, we're going to do interviews with him when we see him at the conventions. That was the idea when we met him at, Para Unity, we were going to talk to him then, but we just got so caught up, and his his table was busy all day. Yeah, that's the thing, too. You know, it's like there's so many cool people that we meet in conventions, 
they can't get away from their booths to come <laughs> and interview. So we have to catch up with them later. But, you know, guys, when you're out and about and you're at conventions, if you guys see us and you've got a ghost story, please come over. We want to hear it. We want to hear your real life get on the mic. paranormal stories. And it doesn't have to be ghosts. It could be Bigfoot. It could be aliens. It could be elementals. Mm-hmm. It could be strange, unusual, and unexplained. Yeah. You never know. Could be legends. You could be driving <laughs> or riding your motorcycle and swerve and hit a bus and the bus fly off the bridge and the, yeah, <laughs> and then the bride. Kids, yeah. Push your car up a hill. <laughs> no, we're kidding. Um, but no, guys, you know, we really love to hear people's real life encounters. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think we all, everybody has some kind of strange or unusual thing that's happened they can't explain, but love it. Yeah. Keep it coming. So thanks, Asa, for coming on. As I said in the, at the end of the interview, we will have the links in the description to his books to his YouTube channel, stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it's check just, it out. It's great. So thank you for listening this week. We really appreciate you. And please, like we always say, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. It's, you know, called different things. It's the same thing. Yep. It doesn't cost you anything, but if you do want to help us out with the show, we do have some links in the show notes, uh, Jen's Poshmark page. Yep. She's got a lot of new items listed. So hit her up, sure. get some clothing. Sure. Christmas is coming up. You can buy your loved ones yeah. some fancy clothing for low prices. Fancy schmancy. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Stay spooky.